Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire and it is a great day to have a conversation about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we may reap abundantly in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come. So I was doing a little research the other day because I was thinking how many people have Instagram? Like when I think about the world around me, I think about my family, my friends, even the stranger that I see at the coffee shop, it seems as though everyone has an Instagram account. And the statistic that I found said that one in three people in the United States have an Instagram account. Now that's crazy because that, that's huge. Think about how large the United States is. And for every three people you see, one of them will have an Instagram. So if you're looking at a couple of little kids and an adult, that adult has an Instagram account more than likely, the statistics would tell us. Worldwide, 800 million, 800 million people have Instagram accounts. And the truth is, is that we all, those who have Instagram for the most part, thoroughly enjoy scrolling through this account, this platform to keep up with friends and people we admire. I always joke around that Aisha Curry is my best friend. I've been saying that for years, and it's because I've been following her on Instagram for years. And I feel like I legitimately know this woman when really she has no clue who I am. But I definitely know who she is because of Instagram. We enjoy Instagram. The downfall that I have found with Instagram is this endless opportunity that it presents for us to practice envy or comparison and we've talked about that here on So What Before. I'll link those episodes uh, in the show notes below. But Instagram really gives us this opportunity to look at somebody else's life and compare it to our own lives. And if you're a follower of Jesus, one area that I find is so easy to get caught in the Instagram envy trap is with seeing other people's quiet time and relationship with God. You scroll across a picture or you see on somebody else's story that they're sitting on their porch or in this really comfy place in their home and they have this perfect cup of coffee in hand and their Bible is open just to the perfect verse for the day and you see that they're journaling and they're just having this amazing moment with God. And you can begin to imagine that the angels are dancing around this individual as they quietly play the hallelujah chorus on the harp. They have this perfect time with God. We see it, we begin to compare it, and our thoughts quickly go to, oh my goodness, yeah, right. They clearly don't live in the real world. That's not real. That is just put together for social media. They can't really have a time with God like that each and every day. But really, I think those thoughts of they don't live in the real world, that's not real life, I think that flows from, I wish my life looked a little bit more like that today. I wish today I had the opportunity to get in a comfy chair or open up my Bible to the perfect spot and really be able to dig in and journal and pray. I wish I had that quiet time today. And in a quick instant, when we see these things on social media, we can begin to subconsciously ask God, why do they have a perfect time with you today or every day? My life is loud and sometimes messy and you're asking me that I have a quiet time with you every single day? A quiet time? 
between a full schedule and deadlines that doesn't exist in my world is what we can really believe. That quiet time, a quiet time cannot exist in the busyness of life. And as we prepare to be the individuals God has designed and called each and every one of us to be, we know and desire having a quiet time with God. We want to spend time with God. I've never met a follower of Jesus that says, oh, I don't want to spend time with God. Like nobody overtly says that or really plans or intends for that. Like we know he loves us and he wants to spend time with us. And usually people want to do that in return, love him and spend time with him. But does anybody else live in this tension or is it just me? Between working full time, fighting for a healthy marriage, investing in and playing with my son, and maintaining life-giving friendships, serving in ministry inside and outside of the church, grocery shopping, and trying to stay physically healthy, I can struggle with finding the time for an intentional moment with God each day. Not only finding the time, but also not comparing my time with him to others' time with him. You see, what I've learned over time is that the struggle to have a quiet time with God each day isn't a time issue. It's a planning issue. I'm going to say that again. Having a quiet time each day isn't a time issue. It's a planning issue. The common and really justifiable reason we give for not spending time with God every day is that we're busy and simply don't have the time or we don't have the emotional capacity. We're just exhausted by the time we get home from work and we have our evenings at home or maybe you work second or third shift, whatever your schedule may look like, we're tired. And in our loud world where so much is happening, where so much is screaming for our attention, adding one more thing to the day is like asking us to carry a 500-pound boulder up a mountain. There is no denying we all lead relatively full lives. Even if you're working from home in the season and you don't have to go into the office or commute, you're still living probably a pretty full life. Everybody that I would say listens to this leads some kind of full life, a student, a parent, full-time employee, whatever it may be. We all are leading relatively full lives. And not having enough time in our loud day for a quiet time is a legitimate concern. However, I want to look at why it's important to make room for a quiet time in the midst of a not-so-quiet world, in the midst of all the noise. So real quick, why do we need a quiet time If we want to be a lifelong follower of Jesus Christ, I am found and I see in scripture that having a daily time with God, what I like to call a quiet time, isn't optional. You see, God's word leads us to joy and protection. His word and time in his presence, it it speaks and breathes life over our minds and our situations that produces a joy that's not based on circumstance. The quiet time with God and spending time in his presence, it protects us from the lies and the schemes of the enemy. It shows us the way to go and how to live authentically for Christ. A quiet time gives us the opportunity to be filled again with the Holy Spirit and to know the character of our Heavenly Father. You know, if we aren't intentional with our plan for this time, 
we miss out on experiencing God's rhythm of grace, joy, and protection for our lives. Two of my favorite verses that show what spending time in God's word and spending time in God's presence does for us is Jeremiah 15, 16 and Psalm 119, 11. Jeremiah 15, 16, I love it. It says, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. Just repeating that first part again. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. Spending quiet time with God, it develops a joy in our life, a delight in our hearts that we can't find anywhere else. We can't find it in, honestly, friendships and relationships or any kind of material things. There is a joy that comes with having a quiet time with God that is priceless, that is extraordinary, that cannot be compared to anything else. And the second verse is Psalm 119.11, and you might have heard this verse before. It says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Sin, it leads to destruction. Destruction of our ourselves, destruction of our relationships, destruction of our purpose, our calling, our passions. And when we have that word of God stored up in our hearts, when we set aside intentional time every day to be in the word, It says here that we hide it in our heart, we study it, we let it take root in our lives so that we don't sin against God. So the word of God, spending time in his word, spending time in his presence each day, it gives us joy and protection. All right, you may say, okay, I get it. I know I need to have a quiet time. Or maybe you're like, I've been telling myself this for years. You're not telling me anything new. So how do I do this? How do I have a quiet time every day with God? And here's the thing. This is an important truth to remember. It's not the quantity of the time that you spend with God. Rather, the quality of time you spend with him. We tend to think of adequate time with God as like an hour or 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes. A lot of us may have determined This is what a good quiet time is, an hour, hour and a half, two hours maybe. However, today, I want you to retrain your mind that God doesn't have a stopwatch on his wrist and that he's not using that stopwatch to determine how much time you get with him. God is not saying, how much time will you spend with me today? And based on that, I will give you that much of me. I think of days with Andrew, there's days where we get to spend an abundant amount of quality time together. We get to do like an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours on some days, which is amazing. But there are also days where our lives are full and we'll get a 10, 15, 20 minute quality conversation in and it's just my heart's delight. And that is good for that day. And I would say it's the same thing with God. There's going to be days where maybe really your schedule allows for 15, 20 minutes with God. But if you're there, if your heart's in the place to spend time with God and to enjoy his presence, that's enough time. He wants quality time with you, not quantity time. However, I also want to say is that ultimately God wants our heart, not our time. 
But the truth be told, our heart is tied to our time. So we do have to give God time each day. So continuing on with the how, and you've heard me say this word 150 times, and this word is ritual and habits. Your ritual. We all have rituals. Brushing our teeth, what time we go to bed, which roads we drive on to go to work, how we fix our hair in the morning. We all have a routine. We all have rituals. So why not create rituals for your quiet time with God? I think I've had this conversation with other followers of Jesus and they're like, I just don't want to make it feel rigid and, and super planned. Like that just doesn't seem super spiritual to me. Here's the deal. If you put your work schedule in your calendar and if you make a ritual out of things like brushing your teeth or eating dinner every day, why, and those things are important, why is it less than or why is it not spiritual to have rituals around spending time with God? If you go onto my Google Calendar, I have a green calendar tab that is labeled rituals. Every morning, I have my rituals for the day in my calendar because they're important to me, which leads into the two major keys for making your quiet time a ritual every day. And the first thing is determine your time. Determine your time. Like any long-standing ritual that you currently have, you do it around the same exact time every single day. So determine the time you're going to spend with God each day. For me, it's around 5.45. For you, it may be in the morning, 5.45 a.m. For you, it may be 9 a.m. or 7 p.m. Pick a time of the day that actually works for you in your schedule. Don't pick a time that you're not going to follow through with. Pick a time that actually works for you. So if you're not a morning person, don't pick the morning. If it's going to be difficult for you and you're going to find excuses not to do it in the morning, choose the evening, choose the night. Pick a time that works for you. If you're a person that you're like, you know, I'm a pretty much a morning person and by the time I get home and I head to bed, I can't keep my eyes open for the life of me, then choose the morning. Determine your time. The second thing, which I think is super important, is determine your place. My friend Janelle, she calls it a third space. And I'm going to steal that language today is have a third space for your quiet time with God. A place that's not your typical lounging area, but where you can go to get away from the noise of life. And I want to say this, make your third space something different than the bed and the couch. Because, and this might be not a, a problem for you, but the couch is a place that I can easily get distracted There's the TV, there's so much going on around me. I could think, oh, I need to go clean the kitchen or I want to clean up this room. And so that's not helpful for me. And my bed, well, I love my bed. And it could be easy for me to fall asleep if it's in the morning or at night. So find a third space that I would encourage you isn't the bed or the couch or a place you usually lounge. I would say find a place that is different. Find a place that is out of the ordinary for you. So for me... It's either the kitchen table, which our kitchen table is kind of in this nook, so it helps me to really focus and get away from the distractions, 
or it is a chair in the corner of my bedroom. And I don't really hang out on that chair in the corner of my bedroom. My clothes hang out on that chair more than I do, other than the time I spend with God there. So designate your place and see how that space becomes an essential location for your day. And maybe you're thinking, I don't really have a space. Go to Goodwill, buy a chair or go to Ikea or Amazon, get some kind of chair or find something in the house, a bench, a pillow, somewhere where you can determine this is my space. This is my time. Every day, this is my time where I'm going to meet with God at this exact spot. Designate your place. Designate your place. So determine your time and determine your place. That will help you create the ritual of having a quiet time in a not so quiet world. As insignificant as these two small plans may seem, a church leader, Jeannie Mayo, she put it this way, it will always be your small choices that will ultimately determine your largest outcomes. It will always be your small choices that will ultimately determine your largest outcomes. These small steps, though they may seem insignificant, will ultimately produce the kind of quiet time, the kind of quality time you want with God each day. Determine your time and determine your place, a third space. The bottom line is, is there's no such thing as a perfect quiet time with God like we often see on Instagram. Instead, there is such a thing as a planned quiet time. The goal isn't a perfect quiet time. It's a planned quiet time and one that we follow through with. To help you plan for your quiet time, I put together a free resource just for you. You can go to my show notes and there will be a link there that will lead you to it. And really what this resource is, is a summary of this episode, as well as a helpful tool to help you carry out the next steps in planning so that you may find a quiet time as a part of your ritual, as a part of your daily experience. Again, you might say, Do I really need a plan? Can I just feel it out every day? And I guess if you find that you can be successful and follow through with that, go ahead. But as humans, I can see that we really struggle with following through on things we desire to experience and do if there isn't a plan in place. My youth pastor would say this all the time. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. If you fail to plan having this quiet time with God, putting it in your life, making it a ritual, I would just say you can expect that it would not happen in your everyday life, that you will not have a quiet time. And I honestly don't love saying it that way because it's pretty direct, but I'm just going to be completely honest. You see, a perfect quiet time doesn't necessarily exist, but a planned one does. The major key to unlocking the journey of spending time with God is simply starting. Starting. Make the plan. After you determine your time and your place, put your plan into practice. And like any good plan, this can't be accomplished without action. 
And maybe you don't have what you feel like is an adequate amount of time to spend with God each day. But start with where you're at and with what you've got. Start with five or ten minutes using your time and place and see how that will evolve into longer pockets of quiet time with God. Watch also how you find quietness for your soul that produces joy, peace, and spiritual protection in the midst of your loud world. And maybe you'd say, Anna, I don't really know where to begin. So if I have this quiet time with God, where do I begin? I love this app. It's called YouVersion. You can find it on any kind of smartphone app store. And on it, there are countless devotionals that you can get started with. There are so many different versions and and of the Bible that you can read through. So that's a great place to begin if you're like, I want to read a devotional. If you want to read straight through the scripture, that my favorite book of the Bible is Mark. I love the book of Mark. It is my favorite. Start there. The book of James is a great place to start. If you're like, I want action and adventure, I would say you could begin in 1 Samuel or Joshua and then get into 1 Samuel. You will enjoy it. I'm telling you, just get started five minutes, 10 minutes. Start with what you've got using your time and your place and see how it grows and see what it does in your life as an individual, producing joy, peace, and protection in the midst of our loud world. So what's your time? What's your place? Make the plan. And put it into action. And see how you can have a quiet time in a not so quiet world. Friend, I am cheering you on. And I believe in you. And I so believe that if you choose to put this into action. To have a quiet time in a not so quiet world. Determining your time. Determining your place. And following through. And spending time with God. Enjoying his word. Enjoying his presence. You will see how that sowing. That sowing intentionally. Will bring about a reaping of abundance in your life. Abundant joy. Peace. And spiritual protection. Love you so much. Can't wait to talk with you next week.